so before we dive in this week, I think I fixed my mic problems. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We're still a ramshackle operation over here. This is Chris from Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. Hi. I wanted just to hop in here really quick before we dive in. I've been seeing a lot about the new reboot or sequel show coming out. It seems to be in the news. A lot of people are talking about it. I don't know how to handle yet that on this show. I don't I don't know how to handle it. Because if I watch it and there's spoilers, then I'll probably be a little disappointed that I did that to myself. And I'd like to advise my listeners who are also on this journey of watching the show for the first time, so you're also not disappointed. So I don't know. How about this? How about this? For those of you watching the new show, but have already watched PLL and you're listening to me fumble through this podcast... Yeah, let me know. Let me let me know on socials. Let me know on the feedback form, which should be on the uh, podcaster feed of choice. I should set up an email address. Th- I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to do that. But yeah, just let me know if that is safe for people not yet done with the original series. Because it'd be neat to do a spinoff or include that in this podcast that I'm doing now. But if it's going to ruin the original show's experience, then as you as you can already assume, I will say we will wait. We are a patient bunch, those of us on this journey for the first time. Oh, I was trying to do a nice segue into the title of, the, of this episode. I don't think I can pull it off, but yeah, I can't do it. I was going to say we can hope and pray for a good solution, but that's not really that's not really applicable, even though, anyway, let's just get into it. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's A. Season 2, Episode 10. Uh, this one is called Touched by an A-Angel. A-Angel. Uh, this is a uh, quick spoiler alert. That, uh, David Boreanis will show up and we get a Angel Investigations PLL crossover. No, unfortunately we do not. Though quick sidebar, I read a very interesting article. This is completely unrelated and nothing to do with this podcast. But I read a very interesting article that basically said, Is Buffy forever tainted by their creator, who I shall not name in this podcast. A very interesting, complex examination of what does it mean for a show, you know, whose creative forces I have serious issues with. Anyway, I'm not sure if there's any problematic creative people on this show. Hopefully not. Anyway, in the previously on, we have a reminder about the Emily Burn Cream, Run With Three Ends, uh, the HDH Test, some A bullshit, the stuff on the uh, Sippy Cup of Doom. We have a reminder of the ex-fiance seeing uh, Arya and Ezra. We are reminded that Barry the Cop spinoff is still happening, talking about Mike. Reminded that Isabel is still getting married to Tom and that they want Hannah to be a bridesmaid for whatever reason. Reminded of a random scene, which I thought was going to be more explosive, I'll be perfectly honest, from season one where the four of them confront Jenna and Jenna says, what do you want from me? That's where we found out that Allison visited Jenna in the hospital post-Firecracker of Doom. And they said that they kept the creepy video of Jenna and Toby. I mean, I understand the Jenna-Toby video. And I understand that whole situation. I think, for some reason, I feel like I'm missing a piece of it. I don't know why. And I don't know why. I don't even know why I say that. I guess because Jenna is so dismissive of it. I don't I don't know. I don't know what I feel like I'm missing from that story. And maybe, and maybe we'll find out there is something I'm not getting in that story. I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. I feel like there's a part of that that I don't, as a viewer, that we're, we've purposely not been shared with yet. Because she doesn't seem, Jenna seems like she doesn't want that video to get out, right? But not that concerned. As, as I think I'll explain that later in this episode. They see Her and Garrett seem to be much more concerned about Jason and something else. This video, I guess I'm saying this video feels like a red herring or, you know, or a distraction or like, 
hey, look over here. This is the thing I'm worried about, but really I'm worried about this thing. I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We're reminded that Ezra and Jason both are into Arya. The, we saw the uh, smooch between Arya and Jason. Uh, Jason's dark room, uh, the creepy pics in the in said dark room. And we start at the cafe. I believe this is the Apple Rose Grill. Arya and Emily. Uh, Emily's like, hey, wh- we're trying to call you. And she's like, oh, my phone was off. And Arya tells Emily, he kissed me. And Emily's like, oh, well, hey, he has creepy pics of you sleeping. And Arya's like, huh? Spencer runs in. And Spencer's like, Jason sucks. Don't don't go near Jason. And then Arya tells uh, Spencer too. Yeah, they kissed. It made me laugh. I don't know if their intention was to make this a comedic line. It was just a very funny delivery of, you're kissing him now? Uh, from Spencer to Arya. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that, that made me laugh. But And then basically, Spencer and Emily are like, listen, he's dangerous. Stay away from Jason. And by the way, don't aren't you dating a teacher? And then Spencer says some, a very, uh, I think, seemingly offhanded line. But I wonder if there's more to this line. This is one of those lines where I wonder if it's like a thematic thing of the show. She says, sometimes you have to hurt someone to help them. And that made me think a lot of like what A is doing or one of our A groups is doing. Is there some sort of twisted philosophy by somebody that in order to help their friends or these liars, they have to hurt them? At some point, we do jump to school, I believe, right? We jump to school and there's talk of the college fair. There's going to be a big college fair uh, at the high school. We get some information that Melissa is going to be coming back at some point to, uh, to Rosewood. And it seems like everyone else is going to be skipping the college fair except for Emily. Here is one of the more... Now, A has some really cool plans and, and schemes, right? Sometimes some pretty lame plans and sometimes some pretty spiteful plans. Like the whole cupcake thing with Hannah from season one still upsets me for a lot of reasons. Uh, that was just overly cruel and terrible. And also hitting people with cars. That's also pretty bad. But this this little scenario here was pretty ridiculous. So Emily is eating, you know, one of those cereal from those little cereal boxes you, know, you can hold in your hand. And she pours it into her little bowl. Everyone else is left. So she's there alone in the cafeteria. She uh, pours the uh, contents out. And it's one of the alphabet cereals. Okay. All the letters are A. So there's clue number one. So she's like, hey, wait a minute. Why are these all A? And then she shakes out the whole box and a little like plastic toy tube comes out. And she opens it. And sure enough, it's a little note that says, the weak link is the easiest to break. Snapping snapping yet? Dash A. So I have a lot of questions here. So first, first the planning stage. Like I'm picturing A at home. Not done yet. We're not done yet. Thinking, thinking. What about cereal? Huh? What about cereal? Why is everyone looking at me like that? We have to think outside the box, people. Uh, people are getting very bored with our plans. Give me every box of cereal in town here in two hours. Okay, so so the plan is engaged, right? That's the plan. <laughs> okay, so A, so A does this plan. Is it... So let's play this out uh, to, to try to understand how A does this, this, this nonsense. So let's say A... Let's just for the sake of uh, this theory crafting. A has someone do all this for them. They say, hey... You work at the cafeteria. Uh, we'll call her, we'll call this person uh, Bonnie. Okay, Bonnie works at the cafeteria, and they say, "Bonnie, I am a hi. How are you doing? I have some pictures of you that you you, you want to get out. So here, I have a very simple task for you to do, and all you have to do is just uh, put this box of cereal in the uh, arrangement of cereal boxes. And when uh, one of these four students approaches." 
please give them this box instead. That's the simple request. So Bonnie's like, oh, I don't want them. I don't want those pictures released. So this seems like a simple request. I won't tell anyone else about it. So I'm going to do what this uh, person who sent me a text said to do. You know, if Arya had gone up there, would would that have worked? I guess maybe if. If any of the liars worked, that message is pretty vague. So I guess it would have worked for any of the liars. Or is this one of the things where, where Emily in particular likes that cereal? So A knows that they will pick this cereal. And then what if another kid comes to get that cereal? You know, what if uh, Chaz? Chaz is like, you know what? I'm in. I'm going to get me some. I'm going to get that uh, letter cereal that everyone always enjoys. And he goes up there. Does Bonnie have to like pull it away and say like, oh, that one, uh, That you know, you take this one instead? I would like to see that scene. Okay, I would like to see that scene. That said, I don't know. Is uh, you know the cereal plan? I did write in my notes. This is Noel Khan. We know he's into food. This seems like Noel's Khan kind of shit. And I do think Noel Khan, uh, for his evil group A, he has a network of students in his employ. I'm convinced of that. Uh, whether it's the Jacks or just other folks, I think he has a full network of folks that work for him. Anyway, enough about the cereal. I've talked way too long about that. Come back to Hanley. Uh, Ashley is getting coffee, as she does. Um, I should do a shot every time Ashley's uh, filling up her coffee. They're chatting about, uh, so Hannah and Mom are chatting about Emily. I guess Emily just sits by the pool in the morning. She can't train still. Uh, she just kind of sits there and watches people. I don't know. Apparently, Emily's also grinding her teeth in her sleep, which we know is bad for your dental health. Uh, Hannah's pretty annoyed. Uh, I guess they are sleeping in the same room, so, you know, it's kind of a roommate situation. It's not smooth, this situation, but... I think they're making the best of it. Ashley has a massage gift certificate that she wants to give to Emily. So she gives it to Hannah says, hey, give this to Emily. This might relax her. Then talk turns to the wedding. So there's a conversation about Hannah doesn't want to do this, right? And Ashley says basically to her daughter, this is still your father. And if the situation were reversed and I was getting married, you know, I, I would hope that you would have embraced it too. So just because it's your dad, you know, maybe you should give this a shot, which is such a... What Ashley has gone through recently emotionally about Tom, for her to say that to her daughter is a level of emotional maturity that is very commendable. She could be spiteful. She says, yeah, F Tom, tell tell Isabel to get effed, right? She could say all that, but she's like, you know what? This is your father, and Isabel, for all intents and purposes, as far as I know, is actually a lovely person. So consider this, I guess. Uh, and anyway, uh, Hannah, I don't know if Hannah had any intention of going to college fair day, but uh, Ashley's like, aren't you late? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get over there. Cut back to school. Of course, Jason's there. Jason, Aria. And Aria pulls a Spencer here. So Jason's like, hey, how about that kiss? And Aria's like, why do you have pictures of me? He's like, gulp? Jason, hmm, I don't know. He doesn't really look good in this scene. He says, your friends broke into my shed. So not replying to her statement. He's more concerned that her friends broke into his shed. And Aria's like, hey, answer the question. And he says he didn't. Okay, let's 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 talk this through too. Jason says he didn't take these photos. Allie did, which only, of course, on this show begets more questions. And he says he was going through some stuff, found this print or this uh, film roll, and basically developed these photos. Uh, he doesn't know when she got, took them, right? He doesn't know anything about that. And he was going to frame them and give them to Arya as a gift. Huh. I don't know if I believe this story. I really don't. But Arya, Arya does say, to her credit, she goes, this looks really bad, Jason, and I concur. They kind of separate, and then we see Jenna was over eavesdropping on the whole thing for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know. I guess these photos have something to do with what her and Garrett are concerned about, I guess. I don't know. 
cut to Ella. Ella's kind of walking down the hall, uh, Ari's mom, and they run. she runs into Anne, the therapist. And they kind of have a quick chat, and Ella does bring up, which I was not surprised. She's like, hey, by the way, Mike is going through a really tough time. Would you be open to seeing him? And her Anne's policy is, I don't really uh, see siblings, but I can give you some recommendations. Cuts to the quad, which I'm calling the quad. And for the first, when I first saw this, I was like, wait a minute, why is Fitz getting his stuff? I didn't realize they assigned him to be at the college fair to promote Hollis. I thought he was like getting more of his stuff. He's actually bringing in stuff. Uh, so Ari was like, hey, we'll get to do our old flirty stuff at high school. And then uh, uh, it turns out Fitz's ex-fiance is also helping him. So it's the two of them there and they're looking buddy-buddy. And Aria is pissed. Cut to Hannah and Emily. Uh, Hannah gives Emily the massage certificate. And Emily's like, okay, all right. And uh, she talks a little bit about the swim team and how sad she is that she can't participate. Hannah takes off. Emily is struggling with her locker, like trying to open it and then like some books fall out. Anne approaches and says, hey, is everything all right? And Emily's like, no. And you can tell Anne actually does care. She says, look, even though you're not my current patient, I do care about all my patients. And Emily says something that did kind of shock me. She says, look, there's a lot of things I need to tell you that I pro- that I need to. And I wrote in my notes, is she going to tell her more about A, which would be, again, adding to the team of adults on this case. So we'll see. They're going to meet up after school, I guess. Quite a messed up situation here as we cut to Toby and Spencer, who were they volunteered or, or, or like, I don't know why they were tasked with this, but they're going to be boxing up Ian's stuff. I guess Melissa is coming back. So the idea is to put all his stuff and get like, get rid of it. Still, I don't know if we forgot, but Ian did try to kill Spencer. So I'm not quite sure this is the best person to be doing this, but you know what? Uh, we're just going to let it slide, but they're doing it. No college fair for Spencer. Even I was like, oh yeah, she already knows where she's going. <laughs> and they're digging through stuff. And they get to one of Ian's old yearbooks. Again, Ian known for smoldering pictures. Uh, his yearbook photo looks like uh, his modeling shot. Absolutely ridiculous. And he then, in one of his clubs uh, listed under his name is called the Nat Club. N-A-T, Nat Club. It says like uh, Nat forever. And for some reason, Spencer goes to Jason De Laurentiis. And sure enough, he is also part of the Nat Club. And they can't find it anywhere. It's not listed. It doesn't look like an official club. At first glance, I was like, is this some sort of stupid in-joke between, like, high school boys? And a little thread of connection here as Spencer digs, 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 and she finds a third member of the Nat Club, Garrett Undercover, a.k.a. Garrett Reynolds. So what does that mean? So we already know Ian, Jenna, and Garrett were kind of a team. We don't know Jason's involvement in the team. So there's already a connection there, okay? Cut back to the college fair. Aria, Ezra, and Jackie. Uh, Ezra and Jackie are promoting Hollis, as you would imagine. And uh, Ezra spots Arya, and he's like, "Hey, uh, B- BRB," and he walks away. And you see, Jackie does; ca- she, she notices it. Uh, they kind of uh, have a little chat. Arya and Ezra sit aside, and it sounds like Arya is doubting their relationship once again. Arya says, "Duh, Jackie is into you." And Ezra's like, "Hey, Jackie and I are completely platonic. We are coworkers now. There's no feelings there." And then Arya lets it slip somehow to Ezra that she kissed Jason, and you see Ezra's face. And I wonder if that's one of those things where you pretended like you weren't going to let it slip, but you actually wanted to let it slip. That's what it felt like to me. That I think Arya really wanted to slip this in there. Well, she did. And she said, that came out wrong. Um, so they're having this tense conversation. Ezra is shocked. And then Jackie expertly interrupts. She walks up and says, oh, yeah, we got some stuff. Can you get some stuff out of the car? Ezra's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And let me say something before I say what I'm going to say. Jackie is not wrong. Ezra and Arya being in a relationship probably is not a good idea. So I don't think Jackie is coming necessarily from a place of jealousy or interest in Ezra. That all said, she is pretty brutal here. 
She does say, well, I can't wait to go to college, Arya. It really helps you grow up. And I didn't write down all her backhanded insults, but she's basically saying, Arya, you're a kid. It was pretty, she's putting her down. And uh, Arya does not like her, uh, <laughs> as if she didn't before. Now we have a true rivalry. I did write down the other one. She said, as you get older, you realize how naive you were. Oof, really brutal. Cut to somewhere. I think this is Philadelphia, although I do not know. It does look like they're out of Rosewood. At any rate, Hannah and Mona are dress shopping. Uh, Mona doesn't really like any of the dresses that are picked for this wedding. You know, kind of, ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah, We cut to a new notebook for myself. And I do not recall, because I know we met a few of the potential stepsisters in season one. I don't know if this is the same actor portrayal, but we do see Kate. This might be a new Kate. Uh, fans, please correct me if I'm wrong. But she comes in, and she's also getting her dress fitting, and uh, Hannah and Mona are pretending to be friendly, etc. And she invites Mona and Hannah to lunch, and they say yes. And I guess Mona was kind of putting down uh, Hannah's new step family, saying, oh, they're probably a bunch of, you know, dummies, or whatever the case is. When Kate walks in, it's clear that Kate is coming from some sort of wealth. And so it seems does seem Mona is now interested. But I wrote in my notes, is this some A shit? Before we go in further into this Mona-Hannah subplot, the entire time I watched this, I was saying to myself, Mona is manipulating all this. She is doing A stuff to Hannah right in front of her. So this moment here, Kate walks in. She already knows Hannah does not like this person. So Mona twists the knife a little bit and suggests they go to lunch to further stir the pot. Cut to the massage place. Emily is getting, you know, getting set up there. I already had a bad feeling about this. And unfortunately, it turns out I'll be right a little bit. But she's just like, oh, yeah, here, okay, we're going to do this massage. We're going to relax. And the, and the massage person is like, hey, let's all get set up here and I'll be right back. Cut back to Spencer digging into the Nat Club mystery a little bit further. She, They do some Googling and uh, it's some sort of Latin phrase. I think Toby is the one that suggests this. And then Spencer, who knows Latin, translates. I wrote it down. Nos... Anim advertu totus? Did I say that correctly? Probably not. But basically, she translates this to we see all, which, as a sleuth that I am, it turns out that's not correctly how one would translate this phrase from Latin to English. That said, it's something as like we see all or we observe. Yeah, I wrote down the literal translation. I being all of me and paying attention to us, which I was thinking people think that might be nonsense. I wanted to think on that a little bit longer because there might be something there, actually. I being all of me and paying attention to us. Anyway, they interpret this as we see all as some sort of visual thing. So they they uh, they assume Nat Club means, hey, we're going to take vote videos of people from outside their homes. So that's what they interpret this as being. That could be true. I also made the observation to myself that Nat could have been a precursor to A. You know, if this was, I don't know, how, I forget how much older uh, Jason and Ian are. But if there wasn't a social media component to A at the time, this might have been the precursor to a social media arm of A. So cut to the Apple Rose Grill. Uh, Arya is texting Ezra like, like uh, I don't know if we need to talk. It's a ride and write down her exact text. Then Jason walks in. And <laughs> when I should have been paying attention to the scene, um, I noted that I'm correcting myself. The actor portraying Jason is not the same actor as the one who plays Lincoln on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. However, I did did some Googling, looked at scruffy pics of them both. They look similar. They could probably play brothers in some future uh, TV show, but they are not the same uh, performer. Also, this episode was directed by Byron, or his father. But basically, he brings the framed photos to Apple Rose Grill. 
Yeah, so Jason's kind of showing her, showing Arya the framed photos. I guess it's a good gift. I don't know. I just don't buy this story from Jason. I gotta be honest. It seems pretty flimsy, although Arya does seem touched by the artwork. Cut to a fancy horse club. I guess uh, Hannah and Mona were at lunch, and then they were invited to go horseback riding with Kate and her rich friends. Again, I'm like, this is a Mona A plan. So Kate walks up, definitely Richie Rich. Uh, she has a friend named Bitsy and a friend named Margot. Uh, Mona and Margot speak a little bit of French. We might should put that in our back pocket. Mona does speak uh, French, at least some French. And uh, Kate's like, are you sure you want to ride horses? And, and Hannah's like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And Mona's like, I'll teach. Here's another clue. Mona's like, I'll teach Hannah how to ride. Don't worry about it. So Mona, as we know, part of a network, is now fully in control of Hannah looking like a fool. Mona's like, we got it. Cut to the massage. I knew something creepy was going to happen here. And sure enough, the person doesn't say anything. I was like, ah, this is some A shit. And at first I said, is this Noel? However, I have a theory about this. Cut back to the upper rose grill. Jason showing Arya the, the framed photos. And Arya thinks this is all normal, which is I wrote in my notes. She thinks this is totally normal. She's trying to explain why they broke into Jason's garage. And, and she's, she's not wrong. She says her and her friends have been through a lot. And then Jason says, I found some stuff in Allie's, I found some stuff in Allie's room along with this picture canister here, or this film roll, under a floorboard. And Jason gives us a few more clues about Allison. He says she hid things a lot. She hid things all over town, which we know is true. And Ari's like, is there anything else in this box that you found this film roll? And he's like, everything else was kind of junk, which... At the time, even I was like, I doubt that's true. And Ari's like, I doubt that's true. She goes, I'd love to look at it. He's like, yeah, come over to my house and look at it. She's like, eh? He's like, fine, you can come outside. He does have a good joke or wait for the next break-in. It's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, it looks like she, uh, Ari wants to get her hands on this box. Cut to Spencer and Toby. They're kind of running around town and they see inside the Aperol's Grill, Aria and Jason talking. And Spencer... It's like, we have to get her out of there. And Toby's like, well, she won't listen to anybody. And so she's like, I know who Arya will listen to. Come back to Mona and Hannah. They lost the horses somehow. So they're wandering through the woods. Uh, they're all dirtied up. The horses, <laughs> the horses, I guess, ran away. And I said to myself, this is completely Mona doing a shit. If Mona was either lying or telling the truth about horses, she made sure Hannah looked like a fool, lost the horses, right? And I thought to myself, the phrase Spencer said, Sometimes you have to hurt someone to help someone. So if I am saying to you, fans, that I think Mona is A, and yet, at the same time, Mona is still Hannah's friend, I think Mona is trying to break Hannah off of the Liars group and get her friend back. One of my guests, Emily, said this in one of our uh, recap episodes. She thought for a while that Mona may have had romantic feelings for Hannah. And I understand what she means when she says that because I think Mona really values Hannah as a person and as a friend. I mean, remember how mad she got when Hannah couldn't go to her birthday party stuff? Like, Hannah had to go to school. And Mona's like, just blow off school. And she got so mad when Hannah didn't do that. I think Hannah is a very important person to Mona in whatever way that, that shows up. So the the possibly contradictory idea here is that she could be doing a shit to Hannah right in this moment and yet still care about her as a friend, I think works because in her mind, Mona, this is all to get her friend back, to get her rid of these terrible people. Allison was terrible to her when she was younger. These other three people were also terrible to her by proxy. Allison was terrible to Hannah. Why does Hannah still hold up Allie? She should abandon Allison, these former three friends, and come back to my circle, Mona's circle. She'll be so much happier, and I'll have my friend back. So that's the motivation in my head why Mona's doing all this. And Hannah says something, uh, again, and it's not related to 
Mona being A, but then she said something like, you even had me fooled. And I thought about that in the moment. If Mona does turn out to be A, Hannah will have been fooled. This person, A, is right in her midst, right under her nose. And I also made an observation. We've never seen Mona as that nerdy version of her again. We saw way back in the beginning of the first season. We've yet to see a flashback a second time, I think, of Mona as, I forget the nickname she had, but we've never seen that again. And I think the show's trying to make us forget Mona's nerdy past. Or I should say Mona's uh, not cool group past, you know, definitely on the out group from Allison. But Hannah does confront her a little bit, says, who are you helping, me or yourself? Uh, Mona's chasing fame and, and money and, and the status that Kate potentially has. And then Mona, <laughs> Mona says, you've been crabby since Caleb left. Yikes, all right? Cut back to the masseuse. Uh, sure enough, the real uh, masseuse comes in and Emily's like, what? WTF, someone was in here uh, giving me a massage. And she does say, I th- I, the hands felt female, but I can't, couldn't be too sure. Could that have been Allison? Doesn't make any of this less creepy, but could that have been Allison? I don't know. Cut to Ezra and Spencer. So yeah, Ezra's in his car and somehow Spencer finds him and hops into the car and Spencer just, uh, Spencer does, right? Gets right to it. I know about you and Aria, all right? And Ezra's like, I, 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 I. she's like, don't bother. Don't bother lying. I already know. And she's like, Arya's in danger. You need to go help her. Coincidentally, Ella comes strolling out. I believe it's near school, I believe. And Ella says, ah, Ezra and Spencer. Hmm. Cut back to the massage. So at the masseuse, Emily's going to call Dr. Ann because I think they're already going to have a chat anyway. And then she gets a text, I believe, right? See how easy it is for me to get my hands around your neck, dash A. That is a pretty messed up threat. That was pretty fucked up. I gotta be honest. So physical violence, although if it is Allie, that's kind of within her sense of humor to be somewhat scary. I don't know. That one doesn't even actually doesn't make sense to me, even if that is Allison. Really traumatic. I was just talking to someone who uh, uh, is starting to watch the show. And yeah, Emily goes through a lot of really messed up stuff. This is really uh, a threat of physical violence. Pretty, pretty messed up. A uh, cut to the De Laurentiis house, uh, Jason and Aria. Uh, he's like, hey, uh, it's in the woodshed. Why don't you come to the woodshed with me? Or he's like, Arr! and he's like, all right, I'll go get it for you. Ha ha ha. I'm not dangerous. Uh, and so she's going to wait outside. Jason leaves. Cut back to the country club. This is so weird. So they're, so uh, Mona and Hannah kind of stroll into, well, I guess it's like a changing area. All, everything's all open. Hannah apologizes for snapping. Now, I rewatched this. So as they come inside, Hannah takes off her hat and puts the hat down on the on a counter near where there's a microphone. Okay, you see her put it on the on the table. Mona does follow behind her, and I watched her hands. I don't you don't see it in the shot. You don't see anything in the shot. However, I do think it's possible Mona did something. That said, they're having a little conversation, and Hannah is kind of complaining about this odd situation. And Mona, I was trying to find the the sentence that Mona did to do this. And she says to Hannah, you know, Hannah's complaining that these uh, this new stepsister is not liking her. She doesn't like her. Mona says, maybe you're not trying hard enough. And that makes Hannah react in a way that she's like, F these, F these girls, right? <laughs> Kate sucks. You know, Bitsy sucks. Uh, Margot sucks. And then Mona stands up and she goes, um, they heard that. And we can now see that the PA system was activated and everything Hannah said was projected outside and and for for whatever reason, Kate and her two rich uh, friends all heard that, and they look sad. They look sad. I'm convinced Mona did this on purpose. I'm convinced Mona is trying to make this all very difficult for Hannah. Cut to Spencer's house. This is surprisingly creepy. Jenna is just sitting inside the living room. Spencer's like, WTF? 
And Jenna's like, I thought we had an agreement. And she's like, you keep digging, Spencer. And Jenna says what her and Team Garrett have been trying to say in a, in a roundabout way for the last uh, few episodes. She basically says to Spencer, instead, all this is done. Why do you keep digging? What do you keep trying to dig for? And she says, I know Toby's helping you. And Spencer's like, you know, we're going to do what we're going to do. Tough, tough cookies. And by the way, tell Garrett I said hi. And Jenna goes, uh, 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 I think Jenna kind of, well, I don't know if Jenna knew. Now she for sure knows that they know about her and Garrett. Cut the deal to rent his house. Ezra pulls up like he's in Fast and Furious, hops out of the car, and Ari's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I came here to get you. She's like, what? And he's like, Spencer knows about us. And Ari's like, uh-huh. And uh, he's like, I got to get you out of here. And Ari's like, he's not a threat. He's not a threat to me. And they have this conversation. They're like, Ezra's like, you know what? I was wrong. We need to reveal this relationship to your parents who oh boy who oh boy um they have a smooch <laughs> and then jason slowly of course comes right out at that exact moment and sees them kissing and he has the box and he gives it to her uh without almost without a word uh Arya's like thanks and then he says uh jason kind of gives a little nod and says yeah i know you're unavailable so Jason is clearly aware of what's going on now. I wonder if they shot all these Garrett and Jenna scenes all at once because we cut to another Garrett Jenna car scene, basically saying they're going to figure it out soon, whatever that means. And they have a they have a conversation where someone needs to talk to Jason. They need to finally talk to him. Cut back to Hannah Lee. Hannah's eating pudding. Uh, Ashley kind of enters in, talking about the dresses being not a great fit, which could refer to the dresses or Kate and Hannah's new friendship stepsister relationship. A Tom calls. And Hannah's like, no, I'm not here, not here. Ashley's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, and then she hands the phone to uh, Hannah and says, hey, Kate wants to talk to you. Hannah's like, oh, shit. And uh, Kate is really weird. Like, Hannah's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And Kate's like, I'm gonna make your life hell. I'm not even quite sure. Hmm. This kind of felt like the uh, HGH threat. Like, what, what can Kate do to Hannah? I don't think they live in the same city. They're not going to be moving anywhere near each other. I guess maybe family functions. Kate will be really mean to Hannah. But, like, like who? I don't know. Yeah, Han- Kate seems so mad. And I don't... It seemed like to outweigh the uh, the smack talk. I, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't understand Kate's uh, fury here. Uh, but Hannah seemed a little nervous about it. I don't know. I think I would just say... I think if I were Hannah's friend, I'd be like, just ignore Kate. Do the wedding and then like come back and then I don't think Kate's I don't think Kate's a threat. Uh, is what I'm saying. Although I will say, Kate might get in on a shenanigans, which does kind of suck. Uh, but I don't I don't know. Other than that, I don't really know what the threat here is. Come back to the Aria household. Uh, her and her mom are having a chat. She's looking through the box and it's a bunch of nothing. So I guess it's true. Although I suspect there is something in there that is worth our time. But as at the moment, Aria doesn't find anything. Ella tells Mike that uh, she's going to get uh, Mike an appointment from a recommendation from Anna. and But Mike doesn't want to go. I guess we're not surprised to hear that. And Ella asks Arya, would you talk to Mike? Would you be willing to tell, talk to Mike about going? And one other thing. Arya's mom, Ella, says to Arya, you know, there's been rumors about Mr. Fitz being involved with a student. Thank you, Noel Khan. Or A, Ella always assumed this was gossip. But she says, but maybe not. She saw, she goes, is there something you want to tell me about Mr. Fitz and Spencer? She saw them talking in his car. Arya, for like half a second, like freaks out and then starts laughing. He's like, no, 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 no. Fitz and Spencer, ha, 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 ha. No, not away. And then she says, Arya to her mom, would it be so bad if Mr. Fitz and his student were involved? I screamed in my apartment, yes. For the first time, ah, that's unfair. Because uh, it's been brought up before, but, but the show truly does give us the other point of view here, which I did appreciate as a viewer. Ella says to her daughter, 
if I found out this was to be true, this would be an abuse of power. And Ella says, I'd be really disappointed, at least in Mr. Fitz, right? And then Arya's like, oh, shit. And then Ella walks away, and then she stops and says, you know what? Not disappointed. I would feel betrayed. And that hangs in the air, and Arya's face just drops. Betrayed by whom? I don't know. I guess both people involved. Uh, but for Arya, that hits even harder. Cut to Spencer. Uh, they're all kind of comforting Emily, who's really freaked out, as as she... as. You know, obviously one would be. She's been just taking a whole bunch of showers. I feel really bad for Emily here. And but Emily's still beating herself up as she does, which ugh, yeah, I feel so bad. Like I felt I felt really bad for her in this moment. And she says, if I just turned around, I would have seen who Ace face is. And then they start talking about one of my theories. Now I think they've kind of thought this for a while, and I know my show here, we've talked about this for even longer. They are now starting to theorize that A could be a group. There could be more than one person working for A. And I was like, huzzah, Spencer. Welcome to the team. Ding dong. Doorbell rings. Spencer leaves. Uh, Dr. Sullivan calls Emily and Emily redexes her. Says, I don't want to talk now. Which makes sense. Ari is there. Ari comes in and Spencer uh, says, I'm so sorry. And Ari's like, I'm so sorry. And they say, oh, I love you. love you too. No one's mad at each other, which is good. Although Arya does tell Spencer that uh, Arya's mom thinks Spencer and Ezra are a couple. So that's a thing. Cut to De Laurentiis' house. Uh, Jason is sitting on the porch, looking like he stepped out of a Tennessee Williams play, going, it's a hot summer night here in Rosewood, just on the porch. Think about life. And then Garrett pulls up in his, uh, in his, in his car. So uh, he gets out, gets some beer. Garrett says, hey, you want to drink some beer? I guess Jason's sober. Did I know that? I guess I, maybe I didn't know that. I, maybe I forgot that. Uh, and Garrett kind of sits down, doesn't look at Jason. He sits like on the lower stoop and says, uh, are we still cool? And Jason says something like, it's over. And then Garrett says something like, I'm a cop now. So I don't, you know, we're intentionally not clear on what's happening here, but we're about to have a conversation about it. Um, also, a kind of confusing end credit scene. However, I do think this is a red, I do think this is a misdirection intentionally. Cut to Dr. Sullivan's office, and uh, I think it's the hoodie and gloves vigilante here, uh, from what I can tell. It looked like gloves and a vigilante. Vigilante? Why do I keep saying it like that? Vigilante. As Caroline said in one of our previous episodes, it may just be cold in Rosewood, uh, but definitely there's gloves and a hoodie there. So I wrote in my notes, I think this is the vigilante. This is the vigilante seeing the doctor. So what do we think? I'll keep it short and sweet since I went along this, this week. I am absolutely convinced, without a shadow of a doubt, Mona is part of A. Mona might even be the head A, which is a theory I had a long time ago. But we're, I'm, uh, each episode, it gets clearer and clearer to me that Mona's motivation isn't necessarily violence. She basically wants her friend back. There is a more violent component to this A group. Could be Noel, could be somebody else. And I think we're going to see this group come together and I think we're going to see the people who A harasses slowly expand over time. And I'm still sticking to my theory that hoodie, gloves person, could be Mike, could be somebody else. But that person is not necessarily uh, with A intentions. Yeah, I think, I think Nat Club is being positioned as the people who took the videos. I just think a Nat is a precursor to the A network, what, you know, or it's a you know, Facebook group or like a, you know, a Discord server, whatever A operates on, Nat was the precursor to that. And whomever took over that operation used the infrastructure that Jason, Ian, and Garrett created to make this whatever this A thing is nowadays. So I, that's my prediction for Nat Club. I've been Chris McGowan. 
Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Magoogs, M-A-G-O-O-G-S. Occasionally twitching at Mac to the Gow, and I should have more social handles and things to plug, but I don't at the moment. So uh, I've said way too much. Mm-hmm.